Welcome to ENCO Insights, quick takes and views from experts in the energy and natural resources world. ENCO Insights is an expert network dedicated to the energy and natural resources sector. In a world of energy transition, deglobalization, and digitization, ENCO Insights curates experts to help organizations navigate the volatile pathways ahead. Gideon Carroll, CEO and founder of Edge Petrol, welcome to ENCO Insights. Thank you very much, Paul. We're talking the new pump watch scheme in the UK. Can you set the scene for us? What is it and how does it fit within the current retail landscape of fuels in the UK? The pump watch scheme is trying to drive down that price per litre at the pump. Um, And this scheme is obviously widely impacts those 41 million drivers every single day in the UK. Um, I think it's quite important to give a bit of context of the UK market first. So there's 8,000 petrol stations or gas stations in the UK. Uh, The top 4,000, so half the market, are owned by 10 entities, the big four supermarkets, the two oil companies that are left with retail, which is BP and Shell, and then three large independent groups, Eurogarages, Romtech and MFG. The second 4,000 sites of the market are owned by 3,000 entities. So mum and pup, small, medium-sized businesses, family-run generational businesses. So Paul Chapman Limited, you own the site, you own the freehold, the staff work for Paul Chapman Limited, but you've signed a five-year fuel supply agreement with an oil company such as BP. So to you and me, it looks like I'm buying fuel from BP, but I'm not. I'm buying fuel from Paul Chapman Limited. And really what happens is th- th- this is the big change in the market um, in the UK was back in 2021. So not too long ago when Asda, which was the price leader. So those top 10 companies I spoke about, four of them are obviously the supermarkets or hypermarkets that we know very well. Asda, Tesco, Sainsbury's and Morrison's. And As- Asda were the market leader. Right. What do I mean by that? So they were always the cheapest price and really setting that sales price at the pump. Now, of course, that cost price is driven by a Platts ARA and Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Antwerp price. But really, that sales price and, and how much margin was being made in retail was really being driven by the price leader in the market being an Asda. And typically, um, Asda was owned by Walmart um, before Euro garages came in. And if you remember some of Walmart's slogans, um, always low prices, always, or save money, live better. Okay, so they really were using, and supermarkets of old, again, not so long, two, three years ago, were really using, you've heard the term, a loss leader. So they were using fuel as a bit of a loss leader. You know, we'll get Paul in his car, we'll, we'll, we'll capture, we'll, we'll get him in off the street and make maybe just about cover our costs on fuel, sometimes make a loss on fuel, but then we'll get him into the superstore and we'll make our 30-40% margin on his bread, his eggs and his milk that he buys. Um, But then in 2021, Asda was bought by Eurogarages um, and Eurogarages started their business in the UK in 2001 um, where they started with one site in, in Blackburn. They've now got nearly 700 sites, including the Asda sites in the UK over 3,000 sites in mainland Europe, 1,600 sites in the US, and about 500 sites in Australia. So they've been heavily backed by private equity. Um, and really, uh, as the changing hands into 
uh, into Euro garages, all of a sudden that mantra of will just about break even or even you know be a, use fuel as a loss leader has completely changed and that's really the start for me of of of, of the change in the market conditions in uh, fuel retail right at the very end of this of the fuel supply chain so actually what's happened is as there are now being um uh, are looking for fuel to you know driving more margin out of fuel and therefore the whole market is 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 reacting accordingly that's resulted in um, higher pulse sign prices over the last couple of years and that has instigated the both the CMA and the government to introduce such a scheme called the pump watch scheme they're calling it with that purpose to really try and bring as much transparency as possible to that pulse sign price and allow consumers to try and be um, uh, try and have as much information as possible before going and uh, filling up their car so that does that give you the context and, and the background there Paul I'm right in saying it's it's in various stages of consultation you know what uh, as far as you can predict would it actually require of fuel retailers and what would it mean for the public yeah so this is really the tricky piece for for fuel retailers so again those top 4,000 sites, 10 big companies, they've got big IT departments and analysts, etc. Um, they're probably quite geared up and ready to be able to um, comply with such schemes. So the scheme is that's being, again, it's consulted, it's, it's not definite at the moment. The scheme, kind of the skeleton scheme or the mechanics of the scheme is that within 30 minutes of a price change, this must be uh, submitted to a government portal or a, an assessor. Um, and then that would be made available to the public. Um, the, the challenge is that second 4,000 sites, which are owned by 3,000 entities, they don't have a website, some of these guys. They don't have IT teams, etc. So um, it's that compliance element that most of our customers are, are, are most concerned about. How am I going to comply with this scheme? Because the, the consequences, again, that are in the draft um, scheme that's being consulted on at the moment, are 5% of daily takings for the smaller companies, which again is is very impactful, or could, again, for the larger companies, 1% of worldwide turnover. So they're, they're really taking this seriously, um, the CMA and the government, and there are some super kind of heavy fines there. So the compliance required, there, there will certainly need to be an investment in compliance um, from again from your small mum and pup guys all the way up to your asdas your tesco's your sainsbury's right to really make sure that um they're compliant on this scheme and don't fall into uh, any any fines and i guess the assumption is as well that this will actually work in practice that consumers will actually be engaged with this and and make alternative choices depending on price which i guess is somewhat to be to be uh, yet to be proved what does this mean further I mean, it's very impactful on the retailers especially those smaller uh, ones you've highlighted does this have any consequences going um, up the value chain what does this mean for the broader wholesale trading uh, of fuels in the UK and, and there are other jurisdictions we should note that also have similar schemes comment first on your first comment around um, increasing competition um, for, for the consumer and then I'll come back up the fuel supply chain to the kind of midstream trading houses so the point, I just want to make it clear that actually, in my view, I don't think much will change at all. 
right? So the 1,500 or so supermarket sites are actually responsible for 40% of the volume in the UK, okay? And if you're price sensitive, you're already looking online or you're looking at Asda's website and you're already doing it, right? And I don't really think there's going to be a big shift at all in consumer behavior. If you're a price sensitive consumer of fuel, you're already going to one of the supermarkets. If you're not, you're going to an oil branded site and you're 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 buying fuel for convenience. OK, so I, I, I in my view, certainly in the short mid term, I, I can't really see much change in, in the market dynamics. And we've got to be careful. If you look at Germany, this scheme has been running in Germany for many years. And the consequence of this is that they're now changing their price at the pump over 10 maybe sometimes even 15 times a day okay and it's just it's it's almost out of hand right to the extent that one of our european customers in germany their biggest customer complaint if you speak to their call center is hey i i drove onto the forecourt the price was one euro 60 by the time i got to the pump it was one euro 68 you've increased the price by eight cents Right. And, and that can be, again, we've got to be careful what we what we wish for. Right. Because, again, in Germany, transparency, you know, improve kind of that consumer trust of, of putting the price out there. But actually what's happened is it's it's actually doing the complete opposite. So um, I can't see there being a big change. If, if you're price sensitive, you're already going to one of the discounters. And if you're not, you're going for convenience or you're going to get that convenience store shop. Um, in addition to your fuel. Mm. But of course, if we're adding in this um, this additional layer of compliance and investment, that is going to hinder uh, the, 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 the margin of fuel at retail, right? And that can have a significant impact further up the fuel supply chain, right? Which might have the unintended consequences of retailers closing down and driving up prices. But I, we <laughs> Correct, <laughs> correct. Either, either retailers closing down, passing on that, um, that price to you and I, the consumer, that are filling up at the pump, or margins being squeezed further up the fuel supply chain with midstream wholesalers and potential trading houses as well that are that, that are selling fuel into this market. So let's talk on that briefly. What does happen in the in the the wholesale the trading space? So typically, if you think of the fuel supply chain, margins will vary. Okay, depending on market market economics, um, and that. Uh, margins will change from midstream downstream down to retail at any one point in time but with this additional level of compliance and cost being incurred into uh, retail that's obviously going to hinder uh, retail retail margin further and they're currently on very slim single figure digit margins anyway um, so it can go for me one one of either two ways either one it's being pushed down to the end consumer of fuel which again with with the VAT and the extremely heavy fuel duty, I find it, you know, it's it's almost impossible. So the other consequence is that margin pressure goes further up the fuel supply chain into the kind of midstream um, trading angle. So, you know, for me, this could be a consequence of having to um, of having slimmer margins further up the fuel supply chain um, because the counterparties that a trading house or a wholesaler are now having to sell to have just got more costs and just can't take that on. So that's going to be really interesting to see. 
can you give us a moment on edge and how that uh, fits in with this the, the market and 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 also perhaps providing solutions to some of those smaller retailers who now face a a significant potential burden so edge petrol we we really focus on those small medium-sized businesses that don't have um, a big technology department they don't have uh, analysts etc so because we're securely integrated to the site and we we see the real-time price on the pulse sign in real time we are currently um, part of that consultation process with the uk government and in consultation with the pra the petrol retail association in the uk that look after those small medium-sized businesses um, to provide that that solution and almost that compliance element for them um, they're not particularly worried about their pulse sign price being on a government website or being out there um, they don't think that's going to impact volumes right because as i said before if you're super price sensitive you're not going to you're going to a supermarket site anyway um but what they're concerned about is the compliance element complying with this they don't want to have to manually type in their price to a government website so our our solution that we're working on again in conjunction with the government and the pra um, is so that we're able to autopilot for them um, and we, as soon as we see a price change within the Edge Petrol application, we're able to submit that for them. So they've got that peace of mind that they're not going to be hit with a 5% fine on daily takings or a 1% worldwide turnover fine as well. So that's what we're currently working on. Um, first time I've been consulting with the government, which is interesting, um, but um, that's really where we fit, fit in on this. Well, Gideon, that's been really insightful. And uh, thanks for joining Enco Insights. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. Thank you. The Enco Insights podcast is published by Enco Insights, a curated expert network for the energy and natural resources sector. For more information on Enco Insights, go to www.encoinsights.com. Enco Insights is a member of HC Group. No part of this podcast can be reproduced or copied without the permission of Enco Insights. All rights reserved. Thank you.